Welcome to Beyond Infinity, broadcasting to you from home, uh, the studios in Mornington where we normally broadcast from, Radio Port Phillip, have been closed for a couple of weeks now because of the coronavirus situation, uh, so we are going to be doing some home podcasting and um, we hope that you enjoy this. Don't forget there's over 700 podcasts on our website beyondinfinity.com.au there's a search menu which allows you to put in keywords that uh, will hopefully allow you to find things of interest. We've talked about all sorts of stuff. There's some great interviews with uh, scientists, with technologists, with uh, manufacturers, with people in industry, academics. There's a great series of interviews with Professor David Caroli, who's now with the CSIRO. He's a climatologist, giving some pretty dire warnings about the need to take climate change seriously so there's lots of stuff to listen to on our website but um, I am going to try to to be posting new material we're going to hopefully be able to do some phone interviews before too long we're just looking at some ways of doing that uh, the best ways to do that so stand by keep an eye on our website beyondinfinity.com.au and obviously don't forget we're also on Spotify iTunes Stitcher and all the main podcasting platforms so lots of different ways to listen to the show Otherwise, uh, the simplest thing to find it all in one unified place with uh, program notes, resources, related links, all that sort of stuff that goes with it. You know, if there's a YouTube video that, that ties in with something we've talked about, you'll find that all with the podcast on our website, beyondinfinity.com.au. So I'd urge you to keep an eye on that. A great resource for people who are stuck at home and looking for some listening while they're doing some housework or while they're maybe in the garden or while they're just trying to relax and chill out. Um, there's lots of stuff there. Over, as I said, over 700 podcasts to listen to. Now, I'm just going to say a few words, really, um, about coronavirus. I, I don't want to go into to, to it too much. I think it's been pretty well canvassed, and people, are in some ways, are sort of overdosing on the um, on the news at the moment. It's sort of always there. And I actually think a, a really good thing is to just switch off to it for a while. You know, give yourself a day, perhaps, without looking at it, look at other stuff, look at stuff that's um, completely unrelated, that interests you, read a good book, um, watch a good movie, find something on YouTube unrelated to coronavirus, uh, there's plenty of stuff there, you know, it doesn't hurt to to not think about it. But but I'm going to say a few words, and, and really they're just, they're actually in the form of a couple of quotes that I thought would be interesting to listeners, and they were actually forwarded to me through social media and like many people around the world, like a lot, like millions of people, billions probably, social media is allowing us to share a lot of information, probably more than we've ever done so in the past, whether it's through WhatsApp, whether it's teleconferencing and, and you know, where you can see multiple people, Zoom and the like. People are in pretty close contact through the internet and through the phones, through technology. This is because of the need for social distancing, the safest way to have a good chat with someone, catch up, hear all their news is through teleconferencing. And a lot of people are doing that. And so a few th- a few really good things, I think, have made it out into circulation. And, and, and the first one I thought I'd read out is a letter to people in the UK from Italy. It's written by an author who is holed up in lockdown in, in Rome. Um, her name is Francesca Melandri. She's a well-known Italian novelist. It's called From Your Future, and it's uh, explaining the range of emotions that people are likely to experience right now and in the coming weeks as they deal with the coronavirus going through their countries 
with terrible toll and with huge upheaval attached to it. So here we go. I'll read this out. Um, and then I've got another quote, which I thought was really great as well, another one that I'd come across. The first is From Your Future by Francesca Melandri. I'm writing to you from Italy, which means I'm writing from your future. We are now where you will be in a few days. The epidemics charts show us all entwined in a parallel dance. We are but a few steps ahead of you in the path of time, just like Wuhan was a few weeks ahead of us. We watch as you behave, just as we did. You hold the same arguments we did until a short time ago, between those who still say it's only a flu, why all the fuss, and those who already understood. As we watched you from here, from your future, we know that many of you, as you were told to lock yourselves up into your homes, quoted Orwell, some even Hobbes, but soon you'll be too busy for that. First of all, you'll eat. Not just because it will be one of the few last things that you can still do. You'll find dozens of social networking groups with tutorials on how to spend your free time in fruitful ways. You will join them all, then ignore them completely after a few days. You'll pull apocalyptic literature out of your bookshelves, but will soon find that you don't really feel like reading any of it. You'll eat again. You will not sleep well. You will ask yourselves what is happening to democracy. You'll have an unstoppable online social life on Messenger, WhatsApp, Skype, Zoom. You will miss your adult children like you never have before. The realisation that you have no idea when you will ever see them again will hit you like a punch in the chest. Old resentments and falling outs will seem irrelevant. You'll call people you had sworn never to talk to ever again so as to, to ask them, how are you doing? Many women will be beaten in their homes. You will wonder what is happening to all those who can't stay home because they don't have one. You will feel vulnerable when going out shopping in the deserted streets, especially if you are a woman. You will ask yourselves if this is how societies collapse. Does it really happen so fast? You'll block out these thoughts and when you get back home, you'll eat again. You'll put on weight. You'll look for online fitness training. You'll laugh. You'll laugh a lot. You'll flaunt a gallows humour you never had before. Even people who've always taken everything dead seriously will contemplate the absurdity of life, of the universe, and of it all. You'll make appointments in the supermarket queues with your friends and lovers so as to briefly see them in person, all the while abiding by the social distancing rules. You'll count all the things you did not need. The true nature of the people around you will be revealed with total clarity. You will have confirmations and surprises. Literati, who had been omnipresent in the news, will disappear, their opinions suddenly irrelevant. Some will take refuge in rationalisations which will be so totally lacking in empathy that people will stop listening to them. People whom you had overlooked instead will turn out to be reassuring, generous, reliable, pragmatic and clairvoyant. Those who invite you to see all this mess as an opportunity for planetary renewal will help you to put things in a larger perspective. You will also find them terribly annoying. Nice, the planet is breathing better because of the halved carbon dioxide emissions. But how will you pay your bills next month? 
You will not understand if witnessing the birth of a new world is more a grandiose or a miserable affair. You will play music from your windows and lawns. When you saw us singing opera from our balconies, you thought, ah, those Italians. But we know you will sing uplifting songs to each other too. And when you blast I Will Survive from your windows, we'll watch you and nod just like the people of Wuhan, who sung from their windows in February, nodded while watching us. Many of you will fall asleep vowing that the very first thing you'll do as soon as lockdown is over is file for divorce. Many children will be conceived. Your children will be schooled online. There'll be horrible nuisances. They'll give you joy. Elderly people will disobey you like rowdy teenagers. You'll have to fight with them in order to forbid them from going out to get infected and die. You will try not to think about the lonely deaths inside the ICU. You'll want to cover with rose petals all medical workers' steps. You'll be told that society is united in a communal effort, that you're all in the same boat. It will be true. This experience will change for good how you perceive yourself as an individual part of a larger whole. Class, however, will make all the difference. Being locked up in a house with a pretty garden or in an overcrowded housing project will not be the same. Nor is being able to keep on working from home or seeing your job disappear. That boat in which you'll be sailing in order to defeat the epidemic will not look the same to everyone, nor is it actually the same for everyone. It never was. At some point, you will realize it's tough. You'll be afraid. You will share your fear with your dear ones, or you will keep it to yourselves so as not to burden them with it too. You will eat again. We're in Italy, and this is what we know about your future. But it's just small-scale fortune-telling. We are very low-key seers. If we turn our gaze to the more distant future, the future which is unknown both to you and to us too, we can only tell you this. When all of this is over, the world won't be the same. So that was from Francesca Melandri. And she's got a, a book called Eva Sleeps, published by Europa Editions, if you wanted to read more of her material. But I thought that was great. She's an author based in Rome and uh, currently in lockdown. Now, just finally, to wrap this up, uh, there's another little quote that I thought I would pass on, and um, I actually came across this in a communication from our local library. Like a lot of libraries around the traps, around Australia and elsewhere, libraries have been great, and they're always a great resource. I love libraries, and I've always loved libraries. And I, and I like the fact that they're a public service, that they're usually staffed by people who are interested in books and who are helpful and want to encourage reading and I remember taking young children uh, to readings with a bunch of other kids. They'd sit on the floor and, and have uh, you know some nice lady play songs on her guitar and, and sing with them or read stories to them or do both. And as a kid, I used to love libraries as well. I've, I've never had a bad time in a library and I've always got good books or CDs or DVDs. The local libraries are closed now because of the coronavirus epidemic, pandemic. But they're doing a lot of e-books and uh, online services and, and pointing parents and, and children and adults in the right direction for alternatives to actually being able to physically go to the library. They sent me a, a newsletter, a regular email recently, and with it, at the top of it was a quote. 
and I just thought I'd read this out because I thought it was a, a really great quote for these times. More about it afterwards, but the quote is this. I wish it need not have happened in my time, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf. And so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. And that is, of course, from J.R.R. Tolkien, The Fellowship of the Ring, the first of the three, the trilogy in the Lord of the Rings series. They came after The Hobbit. And with my own daughter, we've read The Hobbit and The Fellowship of the Ring. So we've actually read that quote. And I thought it's a, it's a beautiful and uh, very appropriate piece of writing for the times we're in. I guess it is suggesting that, that philosophy and a, and a kind of a, a bigger thought process, you know, taking you away from your own petty problems and your own small problems and thinking about all people in all places, these are useful and appropriate things that people should be thinking about now, in my opinion. So as always, we invite you to follow us and uh, communicate with us through social media and also to email us. All this information is on our website, including our social media feeds, Twitter and Facebook. So I really uh, would appreciate any feedback that we can get from you. You also may be prepared to support us in a small way on uh, Patreon. We do have a Patreon account where you can support this podcast. So thanks a lot for listening, and uh, we will be posting regularly. So keep an eye on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, or just our website, beyondinfinity.com.au. Thanks for listening. Piers Cunningham signing off on this day, April Fool's Day, the 1st of April 2020. Thanks for listening. We'd love for you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.